Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Vilander. This is Mary Carrillo. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. So Catherine and I are in the pub and we have smuggled our way downstairs into the quiet room that we don't actually know whether it is legal to be in. But we're in it, Catherine. I can tell you that this is where on Tuesday nights they hold their Dungeons and Dragons evening. We've had so this conversation we've, we've dodged before. dodged a bullet, yeah. yeah. I remember us being here some months ago and you revealed the Dungeons and Dragons information and we still haven't actually come out for a night out with Dungeons and Dragons, which is all a bit disappointing. However, here we are. Uh, and it's uh, WTA Finals Day 3. Uh, two. Day 2. Day 2. Um, podcast three yes podcast three I, I'm getting a little bit carried away uh, I'm, I have had one beer already I'm on my second one and He's had uh, one sip of yes. beer number two uh, and folks. I, I've just come from the official drinks of somebody very important involved in the Queen's Club tournament the Fever Tree Championships the event director uh, Emma Foster who I've worked with for a decade has just left she's left me in the lurch so uh, basically uh, I've had a beer with her and that's where I've been tonight it was an obligation beer yeah well I, I quite enjoyed <laughs> It, actually you, you say that and she'll be much missed um and she was is a big part of uh, why that tournament has done well over the last 10 years yeah, and yeah. Uh, um the rest of the time um i've been commentating on live tennis this morning i mean which I've was been listening to you commentate on live tennis not this morning it was all afternoon feels like a long time ago <laughs> um but basically we've been we've had today carolina pliskova against alina svitolina won by svitolina in Straight sets, but it feels like three sets. Yes, because it was all about the first set tiebreak won by Svitolina 14-12. Correct. Um, and justly won by Svitolina because I think she had seven set points yeah. to Pliskova's one. Yes. Um, so if she, if she hadn't won that set, goodness me, that would have taken some coming back from. Um, and actually, in commentary, you said, Chwanky Othervong, I've always wondered with tennis players, when you lose a set like that, how on earth do you come back from it? And, and sort of there was a long pause and she sort of went, well, best of three sets. <laughs> um, but of course, as she was saying that, she was looking at a court uh, on which Karolina Pliskova was kind of 
crumbling yeah. from the the devastation of having lost that that first set tie break. Um, Nobody's ever actually managed to give me a decent answer to that question about how tennis players recover from I, losing a I devastating set. I think the set. answer is sort of wafty stuff about staying present and staying in the moment and taking one point at a time. The sort of stuff that journalists roll their eyes at and just think, oh. Basically, I don't think I think tennis players are just as devastated as the rest of us would be but they haven't really got any choice other than to just crack on with it have they but that's what impresses me so much about the best players i saw ash barty the other day um on day one she lost the was it seven five set or or the first set seven six i can't remember it was very close set she lost in her her opener against belinda bencic and then within four minutes it was three love to barty in the second set and and i was looking at barty thinking how has she done that? How has she reset that quickly and turned this around? I mean, I, I, I remember... Mindfulness. St- I st- That's I what stand Andrescu would say. A number of years ago, I stood in the uh, uh, locker room at Queen's. And I think we were... The, on the screen was a really close tie break. And it's one of those tie breaks where all the players end up gathering around the TV that are in there waiting for their match to go on and they're all watching it and they're all sort of saying where's he going to serve now he's going out wide etc etc and it ends up about 12, 10 and at the end of it I asked my normal question how on earth does the bloke who's lost the set deal with it without going completely crazy and all of the players just sort of looked at me as if I was just the only one in the room that didn't know. <laughs> but could they actually articulate the answer? Colin Fleming had a go. And? Um, and he, yeah, he, he, he came out with the wafty stuff. <laughs> about one point at a time. One point at a time. I mean, no offence, Colin, and I love you to bits, but, you know. But that's, yeah, the, that's why cliches are cliches, aren't they? Because yeah. there's some truth in them, but it. But fourteen twelve is a quote worthy is a proper sickener, isn't it? And and I mean And she did so well to hang tough because it was Svitolina piling on the pressure. Um and I you know, I kept I kept on I don't know, Pliskova keeps on maybe it's because I've been burned predictions wise by Pliskova so many times. She's flattered to deceive so many times. But I, I keep sort of waiting for her to not quite choke, because um, I don't think she's as volatile is that but just waiting for her to crumble a little at the sides um, and I was very impressed with her resilience but she was she was just out outplayed I think she was made to look awkward yeah. and too often uncomfortable by Svitolina um, and I know that you know movement is never going to be the best part of her game it's always going to be a relative weakness but it did look Exposed, mm. I thought today she too often looked really quite uncomfortable. And we were having a chat with Mary Carrillo on WhatsApp this week about just musing, or well, she was musing, and we were sort of just in awe <laughs> of everything she was saying. I'm still getting, just nodding along. I'm going, still getting yeah, over yeah. the uh, we were having a WhatsApp I can sort of conversation. Only with respond Mary. to her in gifts because I have nothing verbally to, <laughs> to contribute. Um, she was musing on player coach relationships and how you divide up your time between improving your strengths and b- between adding to your strengths and improving your 
weaknesses mm. um, and how that changes over the course of a, a career. You know, there must come a point where a player just has to accept their weaknesses and just think, All right, I'm going to just play to my strengths and make them as good as they can be. I, d- I don't know, but it feels to me like Pliskova's weaknesses maybe become a bit more of a weakness, but then she's still qualified in second, didn't she? It's only really at the Grand Slams yeah, that she's flattered to deceive. She is but, uh, number she two in the world. She doesn't feel like number two She doesn't feel like number two in the world, and therefore I feel that the biggest weakness is in her lack of aura and her lack of conviction when it really matters. The fact that you're sitting there thinking, waiting for it not to happen for her... Imagine. But maybe I'm being unfair with that because... Well, where's the evidence? Where is the evidence that well, Karolina Pliskova... Where is the evidence that on the biggest stage, Karolina Pliskova delivers? Four titles this year, but yeah. no final of the Grand Slam this year, despite being world number two, and never gone beyond the semis here at the WTO finals. Yeah. And That's double faults becoming an increasing issue. I mean, I don't want to damning. be all negative on her because she made it a really good match today um, and she didn't play badly at all. There were moments when she was she was breathtaking, but I think there are issues there. I, I mean, do. I, I think she, on paper, if somebody was were to offer me a coach for her, I would have gone with Conchita Martinez. So... And when you hear what she has to say to her, I think that's as good as it's going to get. I agree, but she she doesn't get her pumped up, Martina. So if you're talking about somebody that needs to <laughs> <laughs> needs to create aura, maybe she needs like a hype man. What well, woman? Are you saying I'm, uh, in, I'm in with a chance? To, do you know what I mean, though? So ditch the tactics, just just hype. It's going to be fine, Carolina. <laughs> Come on now, let's get yeah. the beers in. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I believe in you. Uh, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, the the thing is, she looked. I can't thro- think of a coach that actually fits that. Throughout lots of it, mold. she looked exhausted. And, and look, you can understand it to some degree. I think she's played sixty odd matches, sixty five matches this year. It is a lot, but when you're twenty seven, you're meant to be peaking for the biggest events, really, aren't you? Uh, when you when you're that's the peak of your career. And she doesn't. She hasn't got an exhausting style of play. All you know, the way through. She's not doing the, the hard yards that Svitolina is. I thought Svitolina was going to win the match all the way yeah, through. Yeah, me too. Part of that is because of the surface of the court. And, you know, we are looking at... <laughs> it a, is slow, isn't we it? We are looking at a court and Pliskova got a retaliation in early with that it's very slow line the other day. She's right. It and, is slow. and Andrew Bettles backed that up yesterday. And, and Nigel Sears was talking about how if you scrape your knuckle over the surface of the court, it's like sandpaper. Which sounds quite painful, doesn't it? I can see by your grimace. Um, but the the fact is that the the surface is suiting those players. It's suited Barty, who's the French Open chairman. I know she can play under the stuff as well, but players are struggling to hit through it. We'll talk about Halep finding a way past Andreescu in a little while, but it is suiting these these players who can extend rallies and, and run and keep them going and make you miss and make you try to hit through them. Kvitova couldn't do it against us. Yeah. You know. yeah, you could you could see Pliskova not quite I mean, there were a couple of bailouts in rallies, but you could see her reaching the point in rallies where she just thought, oh, I've not got to hope here. I I don't win rallies like this, so Mm. how about a drop shot? (laughs) She was doing (laughs) a few drop shots. Um, But I'm impressed with Svitolina. The the way 
that she I mean I, I'm still amused the way that she and Halep react to on-court coaching compared to, way, to the yeah. way Andrescu carries herself for instance you know they they desperately want to be negative in the conversation and you can hear them say nothing's working uh, why do I keep missing that forehand down the line and you've got Andrew Bettles saying I don't mind that one that one's alright I don't mind you missing that I one I mind it though that's exactly what <laughs> and, and, Totally what Dar- I would Dar- say. Darren Cahill spoke for two solid minutes of the most uplifting, sensible stuff I've ever heard. So There was as much Darren Cahill in that match as there was either of the players. Four times was yeah. he on? And, and she just said, I'm not playing solid. <laughs> <laughs> that was all she said. <laughs> oh, dear. Fantastic. Um, yeah, we've missed Darren Cahill on court coaching, haven't yeah. we? But just to come back to Svitolina quickly i mean she hasn't reached a final all year she's reached two semi-finals of slams that's but got her has hit. made the break sorry she but has made the breakthrough at slams yeah uh, she's it, certainly, it, but you'd still call it a breakthrough year for her or for, i would yes i would agree I, I think kind of feel like it's the year she needed and it it's the year off the back of the the victory at the wta finals last year which was in itself another step up i still don't know whether she has another step in her because some of that relies on her opponents um, and, and there are bigger hitters there are more inspirational players out there who as much as Andrew was saying you know we've been working on her playing big hitters in the biggest moments when they bring it out I'm, I'm not sure whether Svitolina will, will have that other gear yeah I feel like we have seen and are seeing the best Alina Svitolina I don't think she has that many more. I don't think she has any other gears to reach. She'll still have good days and bad days like, like anyone else. But I think the Alina Svitolina that reached those Grand Slam semifinals this year is peak Alina Svitolina at other slams where, where other results go differently. That same Alina Svitolina might be good enough to reach a final or win one because that's how sport works. But I, I don't feel like there's untapped potential with her mm. I think she's tapping it all which is to her and Andrew Bettles is immense credit that's what you want in the end isn't it and, that, and, that, and I feel that they should look at Halep as a player that was kind of in the same position two or three years ago and has managed to elevate herself to another level I know she'd already reached a Grand Slam final at that point but now here she is she's won two of them and she she was brilliant today, I thought. The way, that, what a match that was. I mean, the, the, the thing is, the thing we remember of Svitolina and Pliskova is the 14-12 tiebreak. That kind of gave you a memory from an unmemorable match. But the moment Andrescu and Halep stepped out on that court, the place, even though there weren't, well, there weren't that many people in because it's a weekday, but it was crackling, wasn't it? The, the atmosphere out there. Yeah, and mild-mannered Simona Hallett practically took the mic from Andrew Krasny in her on-court interview afterwards. He had wrapped it up and she <laughs> reached over and grabbed the mic, sort of, to, um, to, to request an extra moment to, to pay tribute to the, the crowd that were there, and in particular the Romanian fans. Yeah. I mean, there are Romanians everywhere. They, how many how many Romanians do you count encounter day to day? Turns out they are everywhere and they are all just bananas for Simona Hallett. She is so popular around yeah. the world and but she was categorically outplayed for the first set in it was a set of tennis that I found joyous 
in what Andreska brought to it. She, it was like, right then, I'm here, everybody. <laughs> Cancel everything else. <laughs> I'm here, and this is what I do. Did uh, you uh, did you see that um, WTA video on social media? Um, is they've done some really cool stuff on social media this year. Actually, they did that um, press conference tutorial video which was really good earlier in the year anyway they so they had each of the players they were being asked quick fire questions about the year in tennis um who's won the most matches who served the most aces that kind of thing and they had to try and answer them whilst also um bouncing a a ping pong ball on a sort of jazzy bat bat yeah. Um, that sort of lit up and had a net on it. And uh, much merriment ensued. But anyway, most of them got all of the questions pretty much right. Um, and Andrescu got the who's won the most matches this year, and she went, Me? <laughs> <laughs> You're injured for half of it, Bianca. <laughs> You've done pretty much everything else, but and not she, that one, but in she, her head. And you the know. way she came out, she played tennis as if answering me, because. And she threw the kitchen sink. She hit power. She hit drop shots. She hit slices. She was, she hit a tweener at one one <gasps> point. I mean, a four tweener. Simona Halep tweener. almost looked annoyed about that, didn't she? she? Did can you look imagine? Can, can, would she have done that against anyone? Yeah. Yeah. I th- I'm, I'm sure if she can do it against Halep, who I <laughs> who she idolises, she actually lists yeah. Halep as the player she wanted to play like when she was little. And Halep sent her congratulations to her and said that Romania is proud of you after the US Open. I mean, there's a obviously she is she has a, a Romanian uh, heritage, and she was she spent her formative years there after being born in Canada, and then went back as an 11 year old to to train in Canada. But it's clear over the next few years, both countries are going to be effectively claiming her her victories as their own. And I think that if if Halep wasn't the opposition, those Romanian fans would have been going absolutely ballistic for Bianca Andreescu. Um, but yeah, the, she was she threw everything we see in tennis at Simona Halep. She was playing counter-attacking tennis. She was playing attacking tennis. She was playing Nick Kyrgios tennis occasionally, including front-facing tweener and sort of audacious sliced forehands, really for no reason. But all with a plan. Yeah. Nick Kyrgios is rarely has a plan, does he? He's just the the plan is entertainment or lashing and out. She, everything she does is so purposeful. His plan is discombobulation. Yeah. Of himself and his. Opponent. Whereas her plan is just really smart tactics. Yeah. She is a she is a natural, instinctively tactical player, um, and and it's it's a joy to watch, and she should have won today. I mean, she had six five second set match point, and a set to love, but. And credit to Halep. Halep stopped to winning. Halep hit, a, I think, a clean winner on that on that ha- match point. How big a factor was the back injury? No, I don't. I don't think so much in that second set. You're right. That that's the set point, the the match point. Halep wrenched it away. But in the third set, it was a different player to the first, wasn't it, Andreescu? Yeah, my sense would be that that it was a it was a significant factor because she stopped in in Joe Jury, who I was commentating with. Her words were she. St- unable to twist now she can run but she can't do those the, the twisting motions of, of if wrong footed get back in position and, and hit a, a powerful stroke with a two handed backhand but I think that that definitely rocked her but with 
Andrescu, it's sometimes a little difficult, I think, to tell because she she had a medical timeout for the for the tiniest speck of blood on her shin. I, don't, I mean, I think the umpire actually enforced her to take that because they don't want blood everywhere. But and and but, Hallett managed to get an extra sort of three and a half minutes out of Darren Cahill yes, during that I, I injury timeout. So everyone's a winner. I didn't really know that was allowed, but anyway, that happened. <laughs> um, but the trainer came on, and I, I was thinking trainer just get a little box of plasters out and put it on and off you go instead she spent four minutes dressing it and um, being very particular <laughs> anyway health and safety isn't it oh okay um the back injury definitely was a factor i think it also kept Halep on her game plan which i suspect had been devised with the idea of you keep coming you are relentless you don't go away you and eventually she breaks down because when Andreski was properly on, there was only one winner, but she rode out the storm. Yeah, it's funny the um, the coaching input that uh, that Halep had from Cahill. Maybe it was during that injury timeout, uh, it, midway through the second set, or t- towards the latter stages of the second set. And I think she might actually have been a breakdown at the time. Certainly down in the score, maybe four two or four three down Halep. And his parting words to her were, seven minutes, Simona. You could have this set one in yeah. seven in it, seven minutes. Don't think of this as this big ship you've got to turn around. Think of it as playing great tennis for the next seven minutes. And after that, the match will look totally different. And I found that really relatable, really interesting, digestible coaching nuggets. Yeah. Me too. I, I shall remember that. We'll, we'll use that. Because sometimes it can feel like a a mountain to climb. Yeah. Uh, to, you know, maybe Pliskova needed needed a bit of that. Don't think of it as this monumental thing to get over, losing that heartbreaking first set and now having to win two out of two sets. Just think about it as this whole match could look totally different in mm. seven minutes' time. Yeah. So that means... Now that uh, Halep has won that match, we have the two winners, isn't it, who play against each other in each group. So where does that leave us for tomorrow? We've got, oh, uh, we've got Tuesday, Ash Barty against Naomi Osaka is the first match. That's a good match, isn't it? On paper, that is a good match. Yes. And then Petra Kvitova against Belinda Bencic, and we wait to see whether Bencic is going to be able to play fully fit after the, the foot injury I think she had taped up, didn't she? Um, let's just have a quick look at the old uh, Osaka against Barty head-to-head. And then on uh, Wednesday, we've got the two winners playing each other first. Halep Svitolina, which Halep Svitolina. is always great. Yeah, that's often a good match. And then Pliskova against Andrescu is the second match that's going to be played there. So, uh, Barty against Osaka, the head-to-head... So, Barty lost to Kvitova in Australia, didn't she? Not a soccer, so they didn't play there. She, she called her a, a cool chick, didn't she? Who doesn't she call a cool chick? <laughs> Who doesn't she think is a cool uh, chick? She doesn't call me, to, me a cool chick yet. Um, uh, I feel like they've played quite recently and it was really good. I two, just two. can't place when it was. Beijing. Beijing, it was. there yeah. we go. And it was Ash Barty winning in the finals. 3-6, 6-3, 6-2. Yes. Oh, God, if Matt were here, it wouldn't have taken that long, <laughs> would it? God. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Uh, 2018, they played twice as well. Australian Open, Barty won 4-2. and two. I remember that one. Uh, yes. And Nottingham Osaka won. 
on grass, three and four. So, uh, yeah, Which is a, that's a surprise result, isn't it? Yeah, four matches, two apiece. Who's winning? Oh, dear. I, th- I think Barty. But then I've got Barty going all the way, I think. Well, I had Bencic going all the way, which is not ageing well. Um, and I was really impressed with Barty against Bencic, so I'm talking myself into Barty here. OK. Um, and Svitolina and Halep. Well, we'll talk about that tomorrow, because uh, we've got another show tomorrow. Right. Uh, yeah, loads. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering Tennis Podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. Just to wrap up Vienna and Basel from yesterday, which did indeed go as as we thought it might go when uh, Matt and I were talking when it was... I think we started the podcast when it was nil-nil, and then we ended it with it Federer leading... Nil-nil? <laughs> Lovell. What, what podcast <laughs> is this? I've spent 40 years describing my team's results as nil-nil, <laughs> so there we are. Um, but no, when Matt and I were talking, it, it hadn't barely started, and when we finished it, Federer was three games away from victory, and uh, he duly wrapped them up. And then we saw... We saw some real emotion from him, didn't we? I mean, he was he was teary-eyed throughout that presentation, and and there was the moment where the the announcer just just read out what he what he'd achieved that it was his tenth Basel title, and there was a little shake of the head of of how has that happened uh, on his face. I was talking on the show last night about he's been playing that event for 21 years and, and he was a ball boy there and he was giving out the medals they have that lovely tradition of giving medals out to all the ball kids and he got given one by Michael Stick and here he was giving them all out and seeing him tearing up like that was a lovely moment really 
Yeah, I'm very affected by Roger Federer tears, uh, <laughs> as documented on this podcast over the years. Yeah, it was really emotional. I w- do you think he'll retire there? I'm not saying when. Don't want to get into the when will Roger Federer retire business. Mm, but think, do you think it will be there? I think he. I think he probably will. Yeah. yeah. I think that would be a good shot, and I think next year could be it. Mm. I think so too. But, but that's a. That's not for the last five minutes of a daily mm, pod. We but put it yeah, out there. I. I you could be right okay D- uh, didn't even play badly just, just footnote two uh, and two the match point was hilarious mm. the way Federer just sort of marauded forward and kind of ignored Dimonor's ground strokes <laughs> yeah, <he laughs> just so, yeah but, but that was the story of the match he was really hitting sweetly yeah, he's just Dimonor and Federer was like whatever well, just just go away <laughs> yeah. right? who are you anyway you are a child <laughs> go to bed <laughs> Um, Vienna um, Dominic team similarly emotional seeing him on his knees in victory at the tournament door you know we talked about Kitschbull being one of yours yeah, I, to thought, win. I thought Kitschbull was the one Dominic that's, that's old news <laughs> you're not allowed two ones <laughs> no he's won that one and I think I may live to regret this but I think we have seen a major moment for Dominic team I think we are going to see another level from him I really hope so because that match against Diego Schwartzman, who also, footnote, played brilliantly, was breathtaking. It, I could watch Dominic Team play that tennis every day for the rest of my life. It was astonishing. There's nothing... Not much comes close to that in tennis, seeing Dominic Team in full flow hitting feet off the ground blocked into out single-handed backhands (laughs) not even having time for the full whip I mean it was just my eyes were boggling out of my head Jojo told me she tells off her students if they hit shots (laughs) with their feet off the ground because they're pointless which really amused me right (laughs) there you go it's just showboating isn't it but it's, if you dominate team and you're hitting clean winners, you can do it. Yeah, I mean, what, uh, well, I'm not going to tell Joe Jury how to do coaching, but it looked blooming effective to me. <laughs> it just looked cool. Let's be honest. I mean, yeah, it was it made it made it was the sort of tennis that makes you gasp. Yeah, and 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 yet still with a bit of margin for error in it. It did he. I mean, I know you're going to have bad days with that style of play, but it. It didn't look like he was absolutely redlining to me. It did in terms of power. I think he was hitting it as hard as he could. But in terms of placement and clearance over the net, there was margin for error in there. It was if, if he just has a little thing to himself now and schedules his year right next what year. What does he want? Yeah. This is, is it, it now. just to hit tennis balls now, as hard as he can? If he thinks to himself, I've won Kitzbühel in Vienna, tick, tick, right, that's done. He's already committed to Kitschwill next year. That's fine. It's okay. He can well, have it. A, a lap of honour is fine. But he needs to mentally... No, he's not playing the Olympics. He needs to mentally commit to winning big on the biggest stage next year. That's the priority. And I think... I would love, I would love him to commit to... I would love him to just, in his mind, write off the French Open. What happens there is a bonus. Whatever. What happens in Paris stays in Paris. Yeah, I mean, Rafael Nadal's still around... Not saying, not saying I can't win it, I don't want to win it, but just think... Why can't whatever. he win the Australian Open? Yeah. I would love him to think, French Open aside, what do I want from next year? I want to win the Australian Open and just c- 
come out like he's been a caged animal for the off season. I know there's still there's still the O2 and they're not at the Davis Cup finals, are they? Don't think don't think Austria are there. David's checking, but yeah, I would love to see him come out like a ravenous beast and just say Australian Open I'm coming for you I'm good enough to win this now on hard courts I'm coming for it that's what I want to see that would be good okay. and I want to see feet off the ground single handed into our back ends always every point <laughs> okay um, I'll, I'll have a word see if I can who, who knows Dominic team anybody out there uh, we'll see if we can have a word right then uh, so that's all going to happen Dominic team had his nine match singles winning streak in Davis Cup play snapped but yeah. Austria won the final match to oh. pull out a 3-2 win over Finland in the yeah but that was when he tie. lost to that bloke that we've never heard of yeah well they still managed to f- figure it out Finland's Emil Rusevuoroi ranked 163 in the world beat team 6362 uh, but anyway uh, apparently Austria still managed to qualify right so he's still got O2 Davis Cup all right to well, help Austria advance to February's Davis Cup qualifiers so no oh, not no. Davis okay good. I didn't think so I bet, I bet you're glad you listened to this show <laughs> folks in the pub uh, as I drink my beer and uh, and that's the point at which we're going to end the tennis podcast Catherine is there anything else that I'm forgetting no no what else is there in no, life I've documented all the single-handed into out feet off the ground yeah. backhands that I need to for today but I hope to see more tomorrow okay well we'll be back tomorrow with another edition of the tennis podcast brought to you in association with the Telegraph after the WTA finals group matches have completed we've run you through what they are we'll be coming to you with another show after those have finished executive produced by tennisballs.com with our mascot Rio with the Y leave us a review on iTunes immediately uh, also tell everybody you know about about the tennis podcast because this one's not been quite so bad as the other one uh, from a few days ago so don't mind you telling people about this one follow us on Twitter Instagram all that jazz uh, and sign up to our newsletter by scanning down on your phone uh, in your show notes and clicking subscribe you'll get a newsletter to your phone every week uh, and daily at the Grand Slams right Catherine see you tomorrow see you tomorrow Hey it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 